everybody. Welcome to Read This, Read That. I'm Jackie Reed. <laughs> I'm Joanne Reed. Uh, you're a cat today. Yeah. I yeah. am. This is like I got on my onesie. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> With my little ears. I'm like, you, you know, today, today is my day. Let me turn off my email alerts. Today is my day not to do TV. So I'm like, I don't feel like putting on makeup or, yeah. doing, or putting on my wig. I'm getting over the wig. Can I just tell Are you? Are you over the wig? I'm over having having to um, put it on all the time. Yeah, yeah. It's it, it, when people think a wig is easy, but it's still work. You still have to style it. You still have to, you know, wash and style it and set it. A wig is not that much easier. Like I think people get it twisted. They think a wig is like a break. It's yeah. it's a little bit of a break, but not really. Braids aren't no, either. It it's still work. It's work. No. It's a lot of work. You know, I got to put pins in and all that yeah. kind of stuff. And I have to style it too. I haven't washed it in forever. It is due for a washing, but I'm afraid to wash it. Right, because then it gets distorted shape-wise. Yes. Like when I was wearing wigs, when I was doing wigs all that time, someone washed it for me. My, the hair, the same person who made the wig would wash the wig. I would bring it yeah. in, I would switch wigs, and then one would be being washed and set and styled. Because every time I've tried to wash a wig, I ruin it. But yeah. As soon as I wash it, the wig is destroyed, and that's the end of the wig. I did that one to my last one, Bibbity and Charmaine. You know, at NBC, she kind of revived it for me, but it's yeah. still you like, got to get it revived. Right. You ruin it. I mean, it really wig washing is a whole. See, the thing that's so interesting about this whole downtime is people. <laughs> you know, the, there is a. It is a. It is a luxury to have professional hair and makeup done. It is a true yes. luxury. That yeah. you don't, that you, that I always appreciated. I love the look. Like I was pulling, you know, for Throwback Thursday, looking at all these great old pictures from, you know, of my face made up. You know what I mean? Because I right. mean, it's a whole different look when your face is professionally made up and your hair is professionally uh, made up. Right. It's, still, it's a profession. It is a art. And, and, you know, people just think, oh, it's not that hard to do it yourself. It's a whole different thing. It, it is. It is a profession. It is an art form, and I am not that artist. It really is, and 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 like today, I don't have anything, you know, to do for TV. So I'm like, you know, I just want to break from it because it's a lot of work. Yes, it's a lot of work. And these ladies, when you and you know, it really. Um, as I, I'm doing a lot of reporting now on the, um, the 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 what do you call? It? It's not really a stimulus. It's more of a recovery. There were these recovery bills. I don't think these recovery bills are taking into account people like the professional hair and makeup artists, the people who work with us, musicians, you know, um, people who have a, a, a profession where it's them themselves or a small group of them, and it's right. not them with a bunch of employees. If you're a makeup artist or a hair artist, it is your profession, but it's also you, it's your it's your little company. You're and an so independent contractor, basically. When you right. go to work for people, you you know you take them on as clients, right? And so what, a, what, a, you know, I worry about every so often I just group text, you know, my, my glam squad. Cause I worry about them. Cause like in a time like this, your entire client base is now not calling you, you know, cause they right. can't they, and work from home for them is like, what, they what does that mean? Like they can't work from home because what, okay. are, what are they going to do unless they launch a YouTube channel? And then well, that, that takes a while to get I mean, off the ground. So you yeah. can't. You know, you can connect with people, but you're not getting paid for that stuff. 
Right. So I have one, um, one of my former stylists from um, MSNBC is about to launch a, a product line, which is exciting. So she's taking this time to like get her product line together. That's still a lot of work and expense. Yeah. So she's going to start sending out samples of that. You know, you have some people who are using the time to launch a product line or to launch an Instagram or a YouTube, like a, you know, a how-to kind of channel. But, you know, they, they, you have to really think creatively right now in New Orleans, they're launching a, um, a fund. Because if you think about it, if you're a musician, if you're like an independent saxophone player and that is what you do, you ain't working. So that means what do you do? So a lot of these musicians who are doing quite well in the gig economy are really screwed. Or if you were like an Uber or a Lyft driver. Yeah. No one's calling Lyft and Uber. What no is one your one job is. right now? What is Not your- Unless you're in one of the communities that's reopening. And that's the story you know, that I love, we don't have to talk about it in detail, but Misty Copeland, because there's so many, think of you mentioned um, musicians and dancers as well, you know, they're not performing and Misty Copeland, we know the great uh, yeah. Misty Copeland who made history with the American ballet, becoming the first African-American, uh, you know, prima ballerina there. Mm -hmm. She did this fundraiser where she had ballerinas from around the world. And I think there were like 50 plus of them from Cuba and China and Russia and South Africa and just all over the world. And yes, there were some brown girls aside from her, but it was them doing Swan Dance, a number from Swan Dance, and it was edited all together like it was seamless. So they're all self-quarantined in their apartments. Swan Dance or Swan Lake? I'm sorry, Swan Lake. Swan Lake. <laughs> <laughs> they have made up a whole different show. A whole different thing with Swan Lake. And they all are doing it at home. And there's this African-American cellist, you know, playing the music from that number. And I'm telling you, I was just moved to tears. It is beautiful. But she did it to raise money for exactly what you're talking about, dancers yeah. out there who are struggling because yeah. of this. Because, I mean, listen, the Hollywood Bowl has canceled its entire season, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, what's LA without the Hollywood Bowl? I mean, life as we know it has changed. And for people, okay. like you said, like for a lot of those people, there is no work from home. So There's what no are they supposed to, supposed to do? But let me ask you this. Mm -hmm. How are you doing? Let me talk to you about you. You always like to go with facts and figures. But how are you doing, dear cousin? How are you handling all of this? I'm good. I was just even just going to say Broadway actors, too. I was going to say, because I, so one of one of the how I'm doing is I've got my whole house full of grown children at home, including my unemployed Broadway usher son. Who's, <laughs> who's, a, who's an aspiring actor. An aspiring actor who, so what he's doing is he's launched like a little mini like TikTok career. He's got like, like hundreds of thousands of hits on his little TikTok channel. So he's launched his whole little side thing, but a lot of performers and he is a performer as well. And he's, and like I said, an out of work usher. But so like that world, they're trying to figure out what to do. So all of my kiddults are trying to figure out like, what do you do? Adults. My kiddults. They're trying to figure <laughs> out like what's their life going to be, right? Like, so the daughter just got um, a gig where she's going to illustrate a children's book. Um, so everyone's trying to be creative and figure out what each of us is doing. Um, I'm good. Um, the Hubsy and I, you know, because we have our little production company, we're launching a new little visual podcast fun thing called What to Read, our EID. Um, so we've been working on that. We've been planning it. I've already booked four interviews with authors. Um, I interviewed Karine Jean-Pierre, Tiffany oh. Cross, um, 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 uh, Maria Hinojosa. I've got Jill Weinbanks coming on. So we're just like, I'm just reaching out to authors that I know. Because again, 
I know all these people who've written books and now they have to launch them and sell them. And I know what I went through trying to get on that New York Times bestseller list, which was my dream all ever since I've always wanted to be a writer. And getting on there is hard enough when you can actually go to a radio station, go on a TV show, go on this show, go on Bill Maher. Now trying to launch a book without any of that, it's like, this is crazy. So that's, I was like, I'm going to do something yeah. I can like get authors on. So I'm very busy. It's funny that I was just saying to somebody yesterday, uh, Cousin Jackie, I feel like I'm busier and more tired now than when I was just working out, going out. I, I feel like I work 24 hours a day. Um, I, I don't sleep. So I'm sleeping like three hours a night, three, four hours a night and working 21 hours a day. So I'm busy and tired and stressed. <laughs> How are you? Well, <laughs> I'm about to take a bit of a vacation because, oh. you know, I am miss self-care. Yes. So I, I too was in the midst of all of this. I really didn't, I was doing the TV show and of course all the vegan sexy cool thing. And I yep. saw everybody on IG live and I was like, this could be a great time to launch this and do that. And there's this TV show idea I have, you know me, I got a million ideas, you know? And then I was was so funny. I was talking to my therapist last weekend and I was like, because I started to feel a lot of anxiety and I was like, yeah, and I felt like I was too busy. Like, like you, sun up, sun down. There was just something taking up space, right? And I wasn't able to work out as much as I wanted to. And I was just like, "Mm, something feels off. Yeah. And so I was telling her, well, I'm thinking about, here's what I was, I was like, I'm going to launch because I got two Instagram accounts and I want to do IG live. So I want to do on Monday, Wednesdays and Fridays on my Jackie Reed IG live. And then on Tuesdays, Thursdays and Saturday, I want to do vegan sexy cool live, you know, every day at five o'clock on the different channels and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I want to do that. She was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Stop. She was like, stop. She was, she told me, she actually said, and I quote, she said, cease and desist. <laughs> she was like, she was like, no, she was like, you do not have to keep up with everybody. She's like the main thing. And this really spoke to me. She said that not just you, she said, but a lot of people need to emerge from this whole COVID-19 because eventually it will end whatever we go back into will be very different from what we knew before, but eventually we will go back to some sense of normalcy. And she said, what you want to have intact more than anything is your mental health. She Mm -hmm. said, this needs, you need to make sure that you are finding time to sleep, work out, um, to rest. She said, because on top of, even if you are, you know, not dealing with financial issues and you're working from home and so yep. your job is good, there is the stress of, if I go to the grocery store, am I going to catch this? Are my yep. children going to die of this mysterious illness that's going on, you yep. know, around the world where children are now, you know, dying because of COVID-19? You know, are, is my job going to go away? Am I going yep. to have to take a pay cut? Yeah, you know, there, there are a lot of stresses. You know how how is my mom and them doing? Yep. <laughs> you know, a lot of stresses that come with dealing with this. And she was saying, and I think very rightfully so, that we need to really manage that. And so for me, I said, okay, the TV job I'm doing Monday through Friday, and yep. I said everything else I need to kind of. I've always wanted to, Joanne, take a month off. Yeah. I have never been able to say, you know what? I'm going to take a month off. 
Right. I've never been able to do that. Um, so I said to myself, you know, what I can control is vegan, sexy, cool podcast, right? Yeah. I can control vegan, sexy, cool.com. Mm-hmm. And I, so I said for the last month of May, the month of June, the last week of May, I'm sorry, right. the month of June and the first week of July, which is a holiday. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take those six weeks off from doing those extra projects. Okay. You know what I mean? So I've already put up on vegansexycool.com a little sign that says we're under construction. <laughs> we'll be back soon. I'm doing my last episode of the Vegan Sexy Cool podcast before this bit of a hiatus next week. Okay. And I am going to, for those six weeks, I'm going to really treat it like a wellness retreat you know, I'm going to do, do some mindfulness practicing. I'm going to get a lot of sleep. I'm going to step up my yoga. I'm going to eat really, really well. I'm going to put myself on a very restricted, um, you know, whole food diet. And I'm going to just really- I mean, you already live on nothing but sprouts. So. That is not true. <laughs> I had wonderful, you wonderful, <laughs> wonderful vegan tacos last night. With uh, beyond complicated no, sprouts. Food. Okay, you live on complicated ass sprouts. Okay, girl, I had sweet potato fries. I had a wonderful uh, grain bowl with so many with um, cauliflower and broccoli and black beans and corn and brown rice, and it was delicious. Fine. <laughs> so Fine. many. <laughs> I had French toast this weekend. Okay. I had scrambled vegan eggs and sausage and grits this okay. weekend. Okay. Not just sprouts. Not just sprouts, ma'am. Sprouts no, but I'm gonna do this whole <laughs> I'm gonna do this whole wellness thing. And it's funny because right before I started talking about this, you were talking about, oh, I'm so tired, blah, blah, blah. And so I said to Joanne before we went live, I said, Joanne, you know, we should do within this six weeks. We yeah. should put read this, read that on hiatus and just kind of, you know, work on our social media, work on our finance, finances <laughs> for this, you know, work on some structured things and take a six week break. You're like, but people are going to forget about this. And I'm like, they will not. <laughs> it's just like when your favorite TV show goes away. When I get mad and, and you know how my favorite TV shows, I get mad. I don't like it. But you always come it. back. You come back. I'm going to come back, but I mean, I don't like hiatus. Why? <laughs> this is this is you're thinking of it from a news perspective. This is not news. It's a show, right? No, it's true. It's very true. All right. Well, we'll we'll we'll, we'll take this under advisement. Think about you know I I kind of operate like Reverend Al Sharpton. Reverend Al Sharpton don't take a break. Reverend no, Al he Sharpton works on Christmas. He works on Christmas every day. He worked. Well, I mean Jesus technically worked on Christmas. I mean he was born. But uh, anyway, my life. <laughs> <laughs> it's best work breathing for the first time outside the womb is work Lord, Lord. so the bottom line being Jesus don't take a day off except yeah, Jesus, Sunday or Jesus, Saturday if you're a seven day Adventist Jesus can walk on water you and I cannot <laughs> Jesus don't need no sleep Jesus doesn't need to sleep he has he has Jesus a whole, even stay asleep more than three days Jesus would like has a world. I'm gonna get up he has a I world full of three days in the whole world that guard to hell. I'm getting yeah. that to get to work. <laughs> Jesus has a world full of souls to save. I would submit to you that his work is much more important than yours or mine. <laughs> just, just a little bit. He actually, 
He actually died for us. <laughs> That's why I said he couldn't stay asleep. Jesus was like, three days later, he was like, man, get up. I got stuff to do. <laughs> World, I'm going to hell in three days. <laughs> uh-uh. Well, we'll take it under advisement. Oh, look at you behind my ears. We may be on hiatus. So that, that's, our, that's our announcement that we may be on hiatus. We so may be. Joanne's going to get back to me in between. She's like running to do Chris Hayes today. And she's no, like, no, no, only- seven o'clock. Not the Hayes. Not the, the eight. Hayes is at eight. I'm, I'm doing oh, I'm sorry. Seven o'clock. I love your cat. I love your cat look. I love oh, it. It's like this, right? You still manage to be fashionable even when you're in your night clothes. Girl, in my PJs, I'm like trying to make it work. So our number, our top story today, let's talk about some hot tops, is the country reopening. Do you oh, think it's God. reopening too soon? Did you see the, the video of the lady? Uh, At the restaurant. Red Lobster? Yes. First of all, Red Lobster is not worth it. Number one, if you are standing three hours in line to eat Red Lobster, you need to rethink your entire life and your entire existence. Because that's <laughs> not, I stopped, almost stopped speaking to a family member who insisted on every year taking their mom to Red Lobster for Mother's Day and for birthdays instead of going to a real restaurant. Not the Red Lobster, it's not a real restaurant. Don't sue me, Red Lobster. But I'm saying Red Lobster, you can have any day. You can also get those biscuits in the store. Go get the biscuits in the grocery store, take them home and cook them, or make a sandwich and calm down. Well, listen, Mr. Diddy, for a lot of people, Red Lobster is a good restaurant. Trust me. It's a me. good restaurant. I'm not saying it's not a good no, restaurant. No, I'm saying this is like, this is, is fine dining for line some and people. beating someone up? And spitting all over him. The lady was no. screaming and spitting and spitting I agree. at the lady. Come on now. Oh, that video was to me, and the whole time those workers trying to get her out of the way so they could close the door. What if she has COVID nineteen? All of those. So they're putting themselves at risk. I would have got her name off of her credit card receipt, and I would sue her. She, you know, for putting my life in danger. One hundred percent. But yeah, people people need to get a grip. And then the I agree. she hit her, meaning she could have droplets. Remember, the way that COVID is spread is droplets. So her screaming, spittle flex, yes. touching by slapping the woman, yes. grabbing people with no mask on her face. Obviously, she had no fear of either catching COVID or spreading. She's a trumpet. A trumpet. And these, this idea that, that, that people have decided they have the right to spread COVID and to catch it. Is it the craziest thing I've ever seen? They are, they are deciding that they have a civil right to make you sick and potentially kill you with COVID-19. Where did this right come from? To kill with COVID? Well, it's just like the protesters in Michigan all up in the police officers' faces. Screaming. With spitting. Screaming. All up to me, all of that, you know, no. To me, that that is criminal. That's criminal activity. It is the same as someone knowingly having sex with someone and that person is HIV positive. It is, no, it's criminal. You can get, you can face charges for that. And you should, there should be the same. They should, but they should announce that. They should say, if you, you know, are in someone's face because the way COVID is, we don't know if you're, if you um, are, what is it? Anti-symptomatic, then we don't know. Asymptomatic, then we don't know whether or not you have it. And, you know, just wait. and then as you were talking about earlier with testing, you know, sometimes the tests are, are false negative. False negative. 49% of the main tests, one of the, one of the principal tests that's being used out there, the one Trump took has a 49% reliability rate, meaning half the time it's correct. And half the time you get a false negative. So you could have it, take that test and still have it, but be tested negative. 
So we don't really know. And I think that we are still learning because the U.S. was not all in on the science, because yeah. the rest of the world is all in on the science and Trump kept us out of it. We, our scientists don't really know everything that they need to know about this disease because they're seeing new strains of it all the time. Little kids catching this other weird rep of it. 20 year old. Oh, wait, you're breaking up. Nina, do you hear that? She's breaking up really badly. Hold on, Joanne. On Hold on, Joanne. 18. Joanne. Hold yeah. on. Joy, joy, joy. Yep, I'm here. No, you're, can you see me? Because you're frozen and I'm not here. Okay, now you're back. You're fine. That no, you're whole fine. thing that you said. You were frozen for a second. You were frozen that entire oh. time. And since I'm recording, nothing that you said, like the, you're, I couldn't even hear you. That's why I was going joy, 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 joy. I could, oh. I, nothing that you said recorded right then. So wait, go back. Go okay. back to what you were saying about the testing. Cause it was so, right okay. after that. Sorry. Okay. So, I mean, what, what we're finding out is one of the main tests that's being used, including, and I think it's the one that Donald Trump took, has a 49 Why he always shows up negative. Right. And it has a 49% instance of showing up false negatives, meaning you can take that test, have it, but test negative half the time. So that's not good. And no. we are now finding out that there are all these different strains of it where we have kids that are showing up in the ER with weird respiratory symptoms and then it turns out they have COVID, but it wasn't what they knew before. All these different strains of it, 20 and 30 year olds having strokes. They're like, well, where's that coming from? We, I, I just found out, and this is probably the thing that scared me the more, more than anything else, was that a guy named Dr. Thomas Fair, who's become my go-to guy on COVID, he was the guy we had on the show a lot because he's an epidemiologist who fought Ebola. He moved to the Congo for 18 months. His whole team at one point died, but he survived and was the go-to guy for President Obama on, on um, Ebola. He has COVID, was on a respirator. He got it probably like he thinks he got it on a flight from New Orleans. Oh, I saw that. This guy is the man. When I tell you he's like... 007 of epidemiologists. That's what he's like, the 007 of epidemiologists. He has it. And he's an epidemiologist and a scientist. Well, it's not, it doesn't mean you can't get it just because you I'm saying he it. knows what to do to prevent it. And he still got it. And he said, well, he had what can you do when you're on a plane? And he had a mask on and gloves. Listen, you know, we've got airlines. How you get it? An airline is such a confined space. I don't know when I'll get on a flight again. I mean, I'm talking about going down to Atlanta. When I go back to Atlanta, I'm driving. Drive. I'm not getting on a plane because it's such a tight space. Right. And then you don't know because of the poor ass testing in this country, who has it and who doesn't. I mean, Southwest is talking about still letting people on their flights without masks. Who is I mean, flying? First of all, why would anyone fly right now? Well, there are a lot of, my cousin flew from Atlanta to New York. This was like three weeks ago, but to come because she had to come and help out with cases here and right. she flew without incident. And it was a, a plane full of medical professionals. That's different. You it know I mean? But, but it, it's still like, just like your epidemiologist, it still doesn't mean that they can't get it Correct. just because they're going to do a good deed. But if you fly in just to fly, you're crazy. Oh, but people are doing that because the, the costs are so low 
And they're they're saying that when we come when we get past all of this, that the airlines are going to jack their prices up because they're losing so much money now. Well, look, I'm, I'm not, not getting on anybody's I'm flight. On I'm not going. Flight. I don't care if it's free. No, no, I'm not. I mean, girl, they're talking about. I, I think I don't know what the organization is. I don't know if it's UNICEF. I think it's UNICEF, but. CBS News was reporting yesterday that they're predicting that within the next three months that we're, if things continue, we're going to get to the point where like about 6,000 children around the world could die a day. A day. And because of COVID-19 related yeah. illnesses. And people, everybody still, not everybody, but a lot of people still want to dismiss this as something that just hits elderly people. Yeah. But now more and more, even here in New York City, and you know this, they had five kids die so far. And hundreds, like about, well, about a hundred get sick mm -hmm. because of COVID-19 related illnesses. Well, and you feel like scary and we're learning every day. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't see, girl, I, I need to just invest in pajamas because I'm just going to stay home. Invest in pajamas. I mean, the reality is you have people like Senator Rand Paul demanding and Trump demanding that children go back to school. First of all, babies, it's May, it's almost middle of May. School's out. No one's going back to school, so that's stupid. And but they shouldn't be going. They shouldn't be planning to go back in the fall. Not at all. These schools need to make until there is a vaccine. When there's a vaccine, it's like sending in in the midst of the polio uh, pandemic, which, by the way, the United States led in in eradicating polio around the world. Our scientists did, right? You know, uh, Mitch McConnell as a kid had polio, so he survived it because of American science. Right. The reality is, is we used to be the leader in the world. Now we are a basket case. We are an object of pity around the world because we can't get it together. If my children were still kids, take you can go ahead and, and find me, arrest me, whatever you need to do. I'm not saying I wouldn't send my children to school. No, no I wouldn't either. I wouldn't. And I'm telling you, I don't know what's going to happen with my TV show. You know, we have these meetings, you know, I'm in 30 Rock like you and they're talking about, you know, when we're coming back. Well, they're not talking about it. They're saying they've had no meetings about my show specifically about when we're going to come back. What about you? What are you hearing about I, going I back into that building? Nothing about, I've talked to executives who all say the same thing. It's a ghost town in Third Rock. I'm in the DM, in the DMV area, in the um, Maryland area now, and have been here since uh, April. Don't see myself getting on plane, train, or automobile to go back to New York anytime soon, yeah. let alone into 30 Rock. I'm staying right here in the DMV. Um, I feel quite safe here. Yeah. I have a little yard. I can walk around. It's woods behind me, no house behind me. I feel safe. And I, my, my all the, the, the kids, the adults are here. We're safe. There is, I have a um, studio in my basement, which they will fight me to get out of my basement. I'm yeah. keeping that studio right there. Uh, this is perfectly fine for me. And this show can, we have now shown my show can be done with all of our producers at home. Yeah. It works perfectly fine and it can keep working like this as far as I'm concerned for the rest of the year. Or what do you think about Twitter saying that their employees who want to work from home can do it forever? They never have to come back to the office. I think a lot of businesses. Yeah. I think a lot of businesses that are realizing this are gonna save money yes. on rent, rent. And real estate, utilities. You know what? Utilities, all of that by saying, you know what, work from home. If you can, 100%. 100%. why not? And a lot, and I think you're going to have to see a lot of innovation. One of the things I think will come from this era is a lot of innovation in terms of the way businesses operate. A True. lot of companies can operate from home. Now, I mean, Saturday Night Live to me is funnier from home. I'm loving SNL. Girl. Um, obviously, you don't need all the structure in order to do 
a lot, I mean, TV shows and stuff like that is gonna be different. Like you're gonna need that eventually to go back to work. But a lot of businesses can operate with their most of their employees at home. And I think this is gonna be a permanent trend for a lot of industries. I think it has to be, you know, um, you talk about TV shows going back, you know, I've been interviewing so many celebrities for the TV show that I do and Omar Dorsey, who is a friend of our show, Hollywood from Queen Sugar, I, emailed, yeah. I interviewed him last week and he was saying they got one episode shot for the new season and then production was shut down in New Orleans. Yeah. And he said he has no idea when they're gonna go back. And it's like, all these shows are gonna really be on your favorite word, hiatus, you know, <laughs> until <laughs> for I don't know how long, because there, as these actors, there's nothing they can do except for, you know, All Rise with Simone Missick did something really creative. They did a whole episode like what we're doing now. And it looked yep. like everybody was doing it from home, which mm -hmm. I thought was brilliant. And then the Blacklist did an episode that was all animated. Mm -hmm. I think that to me, you know what I think a lot of shows should do? Hmm. They should do table reads. They should that would be do, great. I would love to see an episode of my favorite show, one of my favorite shows, The Good Fight, as a, as a table read with they the can, actors. Yes. Table reads would be great, or even do them as serials, as audio serials, because, you know, those yeah. are coming back. My sister just finished shooting um, a Marvel show, and she just finished. Just I, love, I love keeping up with her career. We got to get her, you know. Yeah, she's in dead to me. For us. Yeah, by the way, binge dead to me if you get a chance. She's in that, and she was really, really, really oh, good. Oh, I started that. I yeah. have to watch the rest of it. Okay. She's so good. Toward the end of... Um, Season one is when you'll see her. She's she doesn't have a big big role in it, but she's really good in it. So of course she was in Mind Hunter. Um, I'm trying to find the name of this Marvel show. Uh, I'm gonna find it by the time we're off the air. But she because she look her her IMDb Pro is so long now that I have to search for the names of the new. I love it. And she never tells me when she's in stuff. So somebody else will text me. Isn't this your sister? <laughs> and I'll be like, that is. And then I have. Off. <laughs> I'm not I telling you. Yeah, she's very, she's very, uh, she's the opposite of me. She's actually very shy and very uh, humble. <laughs> oh, please. <laughs> but um, yeah, so, so bottom line being, it's called Hellstrom, Marvel's Hellstrom. She plays Dr. Louise Hastings in okay. Marvel's Hellstrom. So she was in Canada, she was in Vancouver shooting it, and she just finished it before this. Armageddon started, so it's shot. So, so that's going to come out then. It's not on hold. She doesn't have a date yet, but she promised me this time she will tell me when it's coming out. But probably by fall. I think it's a fall show. I'm excited. Something yeah. to watch with a cousin. I love it. Yeah. Well, let's move on. Let's yeah. talk about um, Ahmad Arbery and yeah. Brianna Taylor because those. I'm telling you, it's like if things were not bad enough. These two stories, I mean, I don't know about you, um, but I can't watch the Ahmad video one more time. And I'm telling you, stop playing it on your show. Yeah, I mean, I I, I, I tend to be able to watch stuff a lot just because, I mean, look, I've watched, you know, really horrifying terrorism videos and beheadings and stuff like that. Again, I again, again, uh, over I, and over? I've had to sometimes just to do new do the stories, but the Ahmad Arbery thing is very difficult because it really looks like it looks like a 1950s old fashioned 
like these guys whipped up a um a posse and went after him it's yeah. two cars chasing one kid cutting him off and then shooting him and the second car is videotaping it who does that you know so I know it. I, I can't I cannot watch it again though I mean I'm really it's it's disturbing I'm sure it's triggering for a lot of people yeah. and I'm I'm glad that the video exists um, of what of that murder. I'm glad it exists. So people because it was it, it was the main reason that so many people are put that the Georgia Bureau of Investigation, you yep. know, got involved in it. And even on a federal level, people are getting involved and in looking at what happened there. And so yep. many reporters. But I mean, this this happened two months ago, um, yep. just like Brianna, two months ago, we had no idea. And yep. There's no video of Brianna. But that that is not even necessary, given the facts of that case. You know, but I'm just, girl, I'm with me. I can't watch this video anymore. I can't. I wish people, I wish news organizations would stop playing it. We get it. Yeah. And I, I feel like we probably won't, won't keep playing it. Um, we are talking with um, Stacey Abrams this weekend. She's on the show on Sunday. So we're going to talk to her about that case and a lot of other stuff. But she was one of the first ones nationally that came out and called for more investigation yeah. before the GBI got involved. You know, yeah. my first job was in Brunswick, Georgia. In oh, wow. Yeah. No, it's 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 terrifying because the thing is, is that we already knew from the Trayvon Martin case that gun laws that were passed by the NRA give civilians almost police like rights to murder black people almost at will with no liability. And police go, mm, you know, they seem justified. They seemed like they were afraid and they feared for their life. And they use the same excuse that police use. I, I thought they had a gun uh, and I feared for my life. They say the same thing and then they get off just like a cop does. And so this was one of those kind of cases of people acting like a cop and killing like a cop and then getting off like a cop. Um, and they would have if there hadn't been that video, which is the same thing that's happened with police cases like the one also, uh, the one in, a, this was in uh, South Carolina, I think it was, where there was a case very similar where um, the, the Walter Scott, where he would have, where the murder would have just gone away had it not been for video. And then in that case, that police officer actually went to prison um, for he murder. shot him in the back. Shot him in the back. He was running away and he shot him in the back and then lied. And there was a black cop that was with him. They both lied and claimed that he went for the white officer's taser. And then they dropped the taser next to the body to plant it. And it turned out there was video because a very brave man took video hid himself, took the video, and then was scared for like a week or two, then sent the video to, to a, a lawyer so that it got out. In this case, the second car in the Alfred Arbery case, that guy was videotaping, and then, some, and then that guy must have sent the video to a lawyer, and it got out that way. So luckily, that video did come out. In the other case, the Breonna Taylor case, dial it up now to 40 on how crazy that case is, this lady is an EMT. So we're leading our story. We're leading Saturday with, I'm also doing the story on, um, uh, on the 7 p.m. show that I'm hosting for MSNBC. This woman is an EMT. So she's actually fighting COVID-19 on the front line. She's a frontline first responder, medical first responder for COVID-19 in Kentucky, which has one of the highest increases in cases. And she got shot up in her bed like she was Fred Hampton. Seven the times they shot her. Eight. Seven times. Was it eight times? Eight. Mm -hmm. Horrific. I mean, and, you know, with a with a no knock warrant, they show <laughs> up. There's this discrepancy about whether or not the police identified themselves. And I mean, imagine because neighbors and her boyfriend who survived this, but is being charged with attempted murder for shooting a police officer for, you know, invading this house in the way that they did. 
Um, and I say invading because they were in the wrong home. They were in the wrong home. The person that they were looking for was already behind bars, which is crazy. Already in custody. <clears throat> they were trying to get some already in custody. They should no drugs. After they drugs. I mean, and I don't. I, and they they buried this. They tried to hide this for two months. It is and lied to her mom. Did not tell her mom. They knew they had shot her and still said, "We don't know where your daughter is." When she went to the hospital looking for her daughter, so they lied to the mom. They they um they knew that that they had shot the daughter, and then the original prosecutor went, "This looks fine to me." And again, it, it the boyfriend, and I believe the fact that he now has a case. Believe, think about this: somebody busts into your I house. Told, I said he was charged him. with attempted murder. Yeah, and he has a licensed gun owner who. A home invasion was happening. He shot at the home invader. It turns out it's cops, but he didn't know that. These no. are these are people busted in his house in, a, after midnight. And they said the local police union there was pissed off that he was released from prison, you know, on bail um, until his trial comes up. Um, they were mad because he was released. I'm That's like, you've got to be kidding me. I'm glad that Kamala Harris has been one of the ones speaking out on this particular case, um, you know, that'd be looked at. And now we're seeing movement on that, on investigating investigations into how it's being handled. Because the three yeah. officers involved are on administrative leave, but they were playing close. But to me, Joanne, all this stuff, it just, it bothers me that as Black people, you know, like I was walking around, I go walking every day and I was, wa I walk in store parking lots because they're pretty much empty. You know what yeah. I mean? People park, they go in, but you're not, you know, bumping into people a lot. And I was walking by this one car and this white man was sitting in there. And, um, you know, I, as I would go around, I kept seeing him sitting there and I walked for an hour and he was just sitting in his car. I don't know what he was doing. And I said to myself, you know what, this man could probably get away with just running over me if he wanted to because he's a white man i'm a black woman he could just like if he wanted to say that i ran up the, i don't know if there are cameras in the parking lot my point is we unfortunately have to be so careful with how we carry ourselves right with ahmad you know yeah they have this video of him looking at you know uh construction property you know a home under construction but who yeah, hasn't done that who yeah. hasn't done that who hasn't? I mean, I've done that. I've done it. I've done it. I've done it at night. I've you know, it. I was on a date with a guy and we were walking down this neighborhood, walking down the street in the neighborhood and there was a house under construction and we walked through it. Does that mean yeah. we deserve to lose our lives? But we exactly. have to be so mindful now in 2020 with how we do everything. I mean, that situation with the lady at, at the... Um, at the Red Lobster restaurant. Mm -hmm. That that could go so many ways for the and black people had, involved in that. And you, you had the, the New York Post call that a brawl. As, that wasn't a brawl. It was a woman assaulting staff and then she she punched the black woman who uh, whose name was Tamika, because then they, you have everybody yelling Tamika, and then yeah. they pulled Tamika off of her, but pulled her back, but she got struck. So if she gets sick, and that's assault. But a that's not a brawl. It's absolutely it's a assault. But switch gears. If that had been a black woman Arrested. trying to do what that woman did at Red Lobster, she could have justified. She could have been shot. You know, and I say justifiably because uh, given where you know where these things happen and the laws that are in place and how <clears throat> how the justice system in that area is set up, who the DA is and all that stuff. Yeah. If that were a black woman and somebody shot her. They yep. could have said, well, I was, you know, standing my ground. She, exactly. I was just, that was self-defense. What you have, and what, what, I'm, what Black Americans are realizing, 
is that the difference between us and Black South Africans in 1980 is about three or four degrees. It's not a lot. It's not, there's it's not just a language. Wide it's, just a, it's just an accent. That's the only difference. It's a difference of an accent because the, the, and the difference between us and Dred Scott, whether white people have any, whether we have any rights, white people are bound to respect, it's about maybe six degrees. It hasn't changed enough to where we have exactly the same protection under law, the same 14th Amendment rights that they do. We, we don't. Do. The, the reality don't. is, we know, are we allowed to bear arms? No. Philando Castile, the boyfriend of um, Breonna Taylor, are yeah. we allowed to, or, or even, think about it, even the, the black guy who was killed in Walmart in, a, in, a, in an open carry state of Ohio, shopping and buying a toy gun in Walmart, blown away by cops in an open carry state where if it was a gun, he's allowed to have it. You've got white men walking around in Michigan waving real guns. He, had a, he was picking up a toy gun to buy it. They blew him away. Uh, Tommy Rice, a baby playing with a toy gun, blew him away without even stopping and saying, put your hands up. So do we have a right to bear arms? No. We have a right to defend ourselves. Well, Marissa ourselves Alexander, who was standing no. her ground, Marissa Alexander, who was standing her ground in Florida, ends right. up, you know, in prison for, you know, but fortunately that was reversed and she was allowed to leave. But that was a horrific situation where she was clearly defending herself. But correctly, girlfriend and was telling me way, today, she was prosecuted by the exact same prosecutor who dropped the ball against Zimmerman. So couldn't yeah. manage to get Zimmerman prosecuted, but managed to put her under the jail. So yeah, and we stood firm with it. Even after, Mar even after Marissa's case came to light and a lot of people realized the injustice of it, that, that prosecutor stood firm in trying to keep yeah. her locked up, even Correct. though she was defending herself against an abusive husband and didn't shoot anybody. Correct. Didn't Started. shoot anybody. Mm -hmm. So we have, we are, we're not given the same First Amendment rights, Amendment rights, Fourteenth Amendment rights, Fifth Amendment rights. Which amendment just actually fully applies to us? I wish that white folks would just tell us which amendments we get to fully use because so far we're not getting any of them. We're not getting yeah. any of them. So our it's, First it's, Amendment rights get blown away when we try to do Black Lives Matter protests, and they bring tanks. <laughs> they bring tanks. We protest and we riot protest. gear. And riot gear. Where was the riot gear in Michigan? Where were the tanks in Michigan when those, you know, protesters that wanted to, to reopen the country? Where was all of that? I mean, it's upsetting because my girlfriend, one of my dearest friends, was telling me proudly about her her youngest son, who just graduated from Bethune Cookman, mm -hmm. and has a full ride to graduate school to CAU Clarkland University, my alma mater, to go to graduate school for their business school, which is one of the best business schools in the country. It really is a great program. Um, he also got a scholarship to play baseball, you know, while he's there. He's a good kid. And we were just talking about what a great job she's done at a parent, as a parent and how he's this nice young man. And, uh, and, and all I could think about was even with all of that, all I could think about was Ahmad Aubrey. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? How he could be just such this great person, but as a promising young black man, you know, you could lose your life in an instant because of these rights that we that you were just talking about that that we don't have because you have to be so careful, you know, when he's driving and he lives in the South, you know what I mean? Yeah. He's in Georgia. So it's just I and I, and it just made me sad because even with all this promise that this young man has, you know, he could just lose his life in an instant because of For the nothing. color of his skin. 
right. you know what I mean? I, just because yeah. he's a he, just because he's a black man, mm-hmm. it almost is as if, and I hate to say this, that it almost means nothing um, that he's accomplished all of this. I mean, it, yeah. it doesn't, but it's just it just that was where my mind went when she was as a mother, like, oh, I'm so proud and all this. All I could think of was Ahmad Aubrey. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's hard. And I don't you know, know how you have two him. grown yeah. sons. I mean, I don't know how you have two sons. It would drive right. me nuts. I would lock them in the basement. I would not let them out. <laughs> we let them out, but I know, I know growing up every morning, they were required to say, come in and say goodbye to us because I needed to visually look on them. I need to see them because I, and, and I never said this to them growing up, but the reason I always need to see my kids before they went to school, I didn't want them just walking out the door. A, it's, you know, rude to not say goodbye to everyone, <laughs> but you, you have to say goodbye. But I needed to not just hear goodbye from the front door. I need yeah. a visual. Because if I ever had to identify them, I needed to know what they had on. The, my worst nightmare used to be they go out, some cop ro- rolls up on them, kills my child. And I and remember, I was never worried about a gang doing it. Yeah. I was worried about a cop doing it. And then a cop kills or shoots my kid. And then they say, well, what did he have? And, you don't and this know. one used to be my obsession was that I could not ever be in a position where I was asked, what did they have on? And I don't know. So they needed to come in and give me a full visual of the entire outfit, shoes all the way up to head so that I could see. And to think about that, well, I'm sure white parents don't have that problem. White kid can just go walk out the door and say, bye mom, from the door. My kids couldn't do it. And I'm not talking just my son, especially I worried about the boys, but even my daughter. Yeah. So it's like, that's how we have to differently train. We have to tell our kids how to talk to police. We have to tell, we have to basically teach our kids to be afraid of the cops. That's sad, but that's the reality. Not just, the cops. The cops. Not just police, but it's almost it's not like, just police. It, it, sometimes it's just white people. Sometimes you don't want to offend, or if you're in the wrong, look at Ahmad. You know what I mean? Look at, he was just jogging down the street. Doing nothing. You know, he didn't know that this guy was an ex-cop and the guy was a retired cop, so he wasn't acting as a police officer. He's not in uniform. This just a gang, a gang of white men. It's so, a gang. You know, it's like, it's almost to the point back in the day where you had to say, yes, sir, yes, ma'am, and all that kind of stuff and be, you know, overly polite to avoid any kind of altercation. I mean, are And the reality there? is, you don't. They, the white people have taken on white, that's why I compared to South Africa. And because South Africa, got that from us that same attitude where just being white gives you extra privileges and also gives you authority power and authority over everyone else that's why they believe they can say do you live in this building before they let you walk through your own door that's why they think they can say can you show me some id you ain't a cop you don't have any rights you heard the story about these white people trapping a delivery man inside a gated neighborhood a black delivery man demanding to see proof of identification and all and he refused because they don't have any right this idea that they have taken on themselves the idea that they have some right oh that they have some police like they're they're citizen police they feel like they're citizen police just because they're white every woman that's why the whole correct and that just because they're white and you're black they have instant authority over you to ask for your idea that's south africa in 1980 not the united states in 2020 well it's or it's, it's america entitlement. in 1960 and it's entitlement like the woman at the restaurant who ended up being the one to call the police because she felt like she was violated when she caused the entire just, altercation and slapped a woman and first of all, these are hourly employees who have no desire i'm sure to to risk their lives to serve uh, cheddar bay biscuits she feels that she is entitled to her cheddar bay biscuits 
now. Listen. Serve me my biscuit. Literally, like, give me my biscuit. <laughs> Red Lobster is fine eating for a lot of folks. Well, let's move on. Let's talk <laughs> about something that we both uh, enjoyed, and that was the Jill Scott, Erica Badu oh. versus quote unquote battle. And I love this because I think yes. that they kind of changed the way that these matchups have been done. It was yes. just all in sisterly love. It was like yeah. they were just both playing music. It wasn't like, a, I'm gonna play this and I counter you with that. Oh, right. I'm gonna play this and this, now I'm playing that. It wasn't even like it was a, a competition or a battle. It was just like a music party yeah. featuring two of our favorite legendary artists, right? Two of the greatest ever. I mean, this was the, so this is one of the finest eras in, in modern music, by the way the era of the, the sort of late 90s, early 2000s, neo-soul era. They were both the queens of it, the co-queens of that whole era. And it was just amazing, all the music that they played. And like you said, the sisterhood of it was what made it so fun because it wasn't really a versus. It was really more of a, the two of them honoring each other together, and respecting right? each other and showing love to each other. It was fabulous. Uh, and both of the tech mostly worked. <laughs> there was one tech problem. Because, you know, they now, they, they in our generation now, so Gen X, Oh, I make know. How cute was it? How cute was Erica Badu, though, with the Bruce Lee video yes. in the back? She is such an artist, right? She is yes. just, like, at first I was like, this is on my nerves. Like, I was like, why does she have that? Is she trying to do too much? Microphone, all that stuff. But then after a while, I just kind of loved it as she was getting up and walking around and standing. Yes. Like, I just, it's so Erica Badu. And so yes. I just love the individuality and uniqueness that she brings to everything. 100%. They both are so talented. They both are, first of all, so, they have, their voices are just ridiculous. They're so right. talented. And, and such great they, music. Yeah, and they were taking you back. The, the thing I also did love about that, that was the thing I also loved about the um, the, the baby face versus- um, Teddy Riley. Teddy Riley. They're taking you back. And you're like, oh, like every minute they're yeah. playing a song that you're like, that was my favorite and that was my favorite and stuff you forgot. Oh my God, I forgot about that song. So this was the same kind of thing. Thing where you could remember all these great songs. So I'm the, the lockdown Instagram live game has been superb. It's been yeah. so good. God bless all these artists that are blessing us with this stuff because it's so fun. And by the way, there's going to be another little fun coming up that's going to be on YouTube. Oh, Prince. baby, they're going to play replay the Prince concert, Purple play Rain what? concert. Say it again. It. On oh, you are breaking up terrible. Wait, stop, 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 stop. Wait, stop, stop, stop. Oh. That whole thing, it didn't even record because you were, I couldn't hear okay. your voice. So say again, wait, what's happening on YouTube? Okay, so now, so there's going to be another amazing one coming up, which is that YouTube is going to run on Prince's channel, his YouTube channel, the entire 1985, the tour that he did in 1985 for Rain. That's now going to run, completely rerun. And that's going to be, I believe it's the June 16th over to the 17th. It's going to run for like 24 hours. It, it so free? I cannot wait. It's, I, I believe it is free. You can watch it on YouTube. Now, my mom wouldn't let me go. And so she was like, isn't that the one that helped the stitch? You can't go to that. With his, <laughs> mom, with his no. butt cheeks out? <laughs> with his, yeah, with, with the booty pants out? She was like, mm -mm, no. She wouldn't let me go. And the revolution came to my, my school to Montbello Junior Senior High School. What? And they gave out, they gave out sweat. I swear to God, they came, because they, you know, they came through Denver and they, he, Prince didn't come, but the what? rest of them were all there and they were giving out, yes, man, all the time, all of them were there. 
they gave out all these combs and gifts and stuff. And I got all the stuff and I was so hyped. Went home, told my mom, I cannot wait. I want to go to this concert. And she was like, yeah, that's the one that on the stage? <laughs> no. <laughs> she didn't let me go. I was so I mad at her. Girl, I was so angry. So I'm finally going to get to see it. <laughs> oh my God, I didn't you know? know that. There's another Versus coming up. I don't know, but these are, I, I love them so much. And I love that there's all this programming around it. You know, there's before, there's like these pre-show IG lives that different people are doing. Yeah. And after the Jill Scott Erica Badu ended, uh, D-Nice had another uh, moment where he was playing their songs and also the music of Andre Harrell, who unfortunately died yeah. um, this past week and Little Richard, like so yeah. and, um, Betty Wright, like so many greats yeah. um, we lost in this last week. I don't yeah. know if any of them were related to COVID. You know, a lot of people are keeping that stuff private. Yeah, um, but I feel like it is. I feel like it is. I feel like, um, I, I feel like it is. Unfortunately, but I love these battles. I, who would you like to see in battle? Like, who would you like to see? Oh my God! Who else could we get to do it? That's a great question. Maybe we should do like a we like a hip hop one. Like we should get like Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg to do one because you know I love a hip hop one. You do. <laughs> <Or> we could get, <laughs> or we could do like. You know, Wu-Tang Clan, let the Wu-Tang Clan do one on one side, but that's a whole bunch of them. Then, then that would not be social distancing. So yeah. maybe it should just be one of them. What about, <laughs> what about this one? What about Tevin Campbell versus Joe? Oh, would that, that would be good. good. Yeah, that would be good. They really have about the same amount of hits. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then there's that other music that they could play. Yeah, Tevin Campbell versus Joe would be really, really good. I would love to see Q-Tip versus um versus um what Busta Rhymes. <laughs> Girl, I am so not a hip hop. I'm like, I might go one song from each of them, maybe. Maybe. They already Q -tip did like Busta Rhymes. You would know a lot of those songs. Q-Tip versus Busta Rhymes, you would one. like a lot of that. I can't name one. They did one with Rissa. They did one, a hip hop one. They did RZA from Wu-Tang and somebody else. I don't know who it was against. So they've done some hip hop ones. Like they, yeah. this has been building up. Yeah. But, but um, the R&B ones, you, you're right. You got to do some more R&B ones too. Oh, I got a good one. Okay. Girl, Diana Ross versus Patti LaBelle. Oh, <laughs> that, would, that be would be something. That would be good. <laughs> yes, that, that would be good. Yeah, I can see that. I can totally see that. That would be a good, good, good one. Hopefully, they'll just be more and more and more because these are really fun. They are really fun. And there's something to do. It's something to do. And like I said, all the programming around it, the leading up to it, it's so much fun. I love it. I feel like we're all together doing Like, it's an event. It's yeah. like a real event. Oh, and Michelle I, Obama jumps on them. That's when it gets crazy. Like, Michelle Obama. Oh, I love when the stars come in and they're Ooh. commenting. It's like we're all in the same, like at the same yes. event. I love it. I and love nobody it, yes. can get shot. It's great. Correct. It's safe. It's fun. You know, safe nobody can get arrested. You can't drink too much. Well, you can't you drink can, too much, but you're already home. Just go lay down upstairs when you right. when you drink, when you're drunk. Just fall over, tip over on your couch, and you're I good. know. <laughs> well, one last story, because I know you have fallen behind on watching Insecure. I so, have. I'm so behind. So do not give me spoilers. Oh, do I need to put my fingers in my ear? You're going to have to listen to this one because this is the debate that has okay. taken over. Everybody okay. is talking about the latest episode of Insecure where Molly and Issa 
have a big fight. They almost go to blows. And yeah, they almost go to blows. I mean, it's that intense, but it's been oh building God. this season. It's like, they're kind of off. And this is like, right. I'm, I want to say the, the fourth, third or fourth episode mm-hmm. where this happened. And people are, the big question is who's right, who's wrong. And a okay. lot of people are signing with Molly, but I'm, there, there was this article and I agree with this. I mean, I side with, um, a lot of people are saying Molly was wrong. Let me get this right. Right. But I think that Issa was wrong. And let what me, are they talking about? You know, you're giving me spoilers and I feel bad about it. I'm well, it, it, it's not, you'll, you'll still be able to enjoy it. Okay, it doesn't, it's just one moment. See, basically, since you've watched it, you know how Issa is, her character on this right. show. Mm-hmm. You know, she's a little flaky. She's trying to get her life together. Well, mm-hmm. towards the end of last season and in the beginning of this season, she gets her ducks in a row and she decides to throw this block party. She kind of figures out her passion, right? And she, her artist at the last minute canceled. Molly is dating a guy that works for, oh, I can't think of the name of it, but some company that does concerts and all that, Live Nation. Mm, Okay. Molly's boyfriend now, new boyfriend, he's new, is somebody that works for Live Nation. So Issa calls Molly and says, listen, even though they're kind of like their relationship, Issa and Molly is in a weird place. Right. Issa calls anyway. And she's like, listen, my headliner canceled for the block party. Do you think you can ask your boyfriend to get somebody for me? Molly, you see, they're on the phone. You see, she's hesitant to do it. She's having her reservations. It's a new relationship. And she's like, mm, and she expresses that. She says to Issa, I don't know. And then, you know, and she says, you know, well, I'll see what I can do. And yeah. that's that. So when Molly shows up at the block party, she decides to go and support her friend. Um, Issa, it's a great event, right? Oh, wait, you're frozen. It's a great event. Mm-hmm. You know, Issa has a headliner. Molly then tells, um, when they're leaving, she and her boyfriend are leaving. Molly tells Issa, no, Molly's boyfriend tells Molly, well, I'm the one that got the headliner for her. What Issa did was went to this guy that she used to date who's friends with Molly's now boyfriend and asked him to ask Molly's boyfriend to get her the headliner. Ah. And throughout the episode, we see Molly trying to reconnect and get back on track with Issa. She buys her wings at the black party mm-hmm. because Issa had eaten when Issa calls her to ask about the favor from her boyfriend, she's thinking Issa's calling her, calling her to talk and kind of mend fences. But Issa's just calling because she wants something. Girl, they have an epic fight. Calling, oh, I mean, the things that were said, I don't know how oh. they can be unsaid. And like I said, they almost came to blows. So that's it. That's the gist of it. Okay. A lot of people are saying that Molly was wrong because, and I, I felt that way when I was watching it in the moment because. It, it it turns into this big argument. Somebody thinks that somebody has a gun. And so Issa's big event, people are running and scattering because somebody's like, gun! And it just like ruins the ending of the event. So people are saying Molly was wrong to, you know, say, you know, you can't go behind my back and ask my boyfriend for this when you ask me and, you know, and... You know, they're just saying Molly was wrong for bringing it up and having this fight and ruining up Issa's event. But I say that Molly did have the right to say, listen, 
you should go to me, come through me in order to get to my boyfriend, even though, you know, you, your ex knows him. Right. I think you should go through me, which is why you came to me and asked me and let that be that. And right. if I didn't, if I didn't, you know, pull through, then ask another resource of yours, but don't ask my boyfriend. I, mm. I do wish that Molly did not bring it up at the party, but I think Molly was at the end of her rope. But Issa, as you know, has shown over years that she can be a little flaky and unreliable. Mm -hmm. So how was Molly to know that she was going to, you know, follow through and pull off this great event, even though she should have believed in her friend, it was risky to bring her boyfriend into it. But a lot yeah, of people yeah. are siding with Molly to the point that somebody had to write an article, I think in the root or something saying, y'all need to back up off Molly. You know what I mean? Because there was some Molly hate going on. Well, this is a huge thing on social media. And like, girl, Vulture has written about it, about who's right, who's wrong. Like, this has become like a pop culture thing. Everybody is talking about who's right, who's wrong. Should I just skip ahead? And, and Because I'm behind, but should I just skip forward? You should skip. You should just watch this episode. Okay. You. <laughs> you should watch this episode because when I tell you. It's like a social somewhere, media. I'm missing it. Beyond this podcast, somebody is going to ask you, who are you, Molly or Issa? Right. Issa well, who I, I, without having watched the episode at all, and I'll watch it, but I'll watch it going in with the thing of, I always have a policy. Never ask somebody's boyfriend for something. I agree. Always ask them. If you have a girlfriend and they have a boyfriend, or if you have a male friend and they have a boyfriend, never ask the boyfriend, never of any friend. Yeah. Because they're not your friend. Your mm -hmm. friend is your friend. Don't ask your friend's boyfriend for things. Right. That's and like you, me asking yeah. you to do, that's like me asking you to do me a favor and I'm right. thinking you're not getting back to me soon enough. So I'm gonna go to one of your kids and say, can you ask your daddy um, to do this for me? Right. <laughs> right. right? Exactly. And, it, and it wouldn't, it wouldn't bother me, but I think for a lot of people, it would bother them. And I think it's, so I, see, I don't even know if that's so bad. Like if you, cause you know my kids. So if you were to say right. to my daughter, hey, can you ask your dad something? That wouldn't, that's not the same. I, I'm talking about directly going to somebody's boyfriend. It would be See, like- Molly didn't. I mean, Issa didn't. She went, Issa was kind of dating a guy that was friends with Molly's okay, boyfriend. Okay, so she went with a, to a friend to get to the boyfriend. Right, but it was still- thing. It, it's not necessarily, but it is still ending up at the same place. It's, it's ending She's up- still the asking the favor to Molly's boyfriend, which I right. think is off limits. I don't think I that agree. people should do that. I think that- yeah. No, you're asking you for trouble. You're just you're asking, asking for trouble. trouble. Stay in your lane of your friend. Just yes. stick with your friend Agreed. and don't go around your friend. And if you just don't get it, you just don't get it. Sometimes you don't get what you need. Yeah. I say watch this episode. Okay. And I'll on skip the ahead. Podcast. Back, they don't have to back up. I'll, I'll, it's fine. I'll work it out. I'll work it out watch. mentally. Just watch and see how you'll probably say, I, I feel like, I, you know, I feel like I feel what I said earlier, but I'd love to see you see it and then yeah. weigh in, but you got to okay. watch it anyway. Okay. Yeah. I got to watch it anyway. I yeah. either have to watch it now and then catch up or just catch up and binge and then watch it. I have to figure yeah. out which way I'm going to do that. <laughs> see, I, I don't care about spoilers. I watch the episode I need to watch and then I'll, that'll make me intrigued to see how they got there. And then I'll I did that with Orange is the New Black because remember we had, I don't remember who we had on from Orange is the New Black and I was behind. And then I just went ahead and watched from where we were. And then I still went back and enjoyed and binged the whole thing and caught up and it was fine. Even though I knew it was right? going to happen. See? Yeah, it was fine. Not so bad. Yeah. Not so bad. You don't have to be so sensitive about spoilers. 
<laughs> Except for Game of Thrones. I never allowed Game of Thrones. I watched Game of Thrones on time every time because I wasn't trying to have no spoilers on Game of Thrones. That was unacceptable. That show was so good. I keep saying I'm going to go about you, go back and watch that scene where Arya kills the, the uh, Night King. Except I for they know how it ends. Now, see, I never, I'll never watch it again. See, like oh. Lord of the Rings is the only thing I've ever, I'll watch over and over and over again, even though I know how it ends. I was so angry about the ending of Game of Thrones. I will never watch it again. Oh no, no, no. I was so. I'm with you. I will never go past, like. But I love that moment when Arya. Like I love that fight. That I love the ending. That should have been the end. That should have been the end. Mm-hmm. That should have been the end. They never, uh, I, I don't even get me started. I'm Everything so angry with how that ended. It was from that, after that episode, every other episode was trash. They should have just ended it there, made her the queen and been done with it. Done. Finished. Given her the throne and that should have been that. Give okay. Arya the throne, the end. There's end nowhere to go after you kill the Night King. I mean, that was the big moment and it was done so well. It was so well. such a great episode, right? Down in the crypts, every, everything was, oh, it was if so the next cool. thing you had seen was Arya on the throne and Sansa next to her as her hand of the king, you would have understood it. It would have made the whole thing so satisfying. I and agree. That and that'd be the end. The Starks win. I agree. I totally not, agree. Not the kid who didn't help. Can't even help. All right, let me don't get me started again. Jackie Reed, what are you gonna do for you other than watch fun shows and take a break, take a vacation? Six, what a six, I'm, I'm, pl- I'm planning my vacation. I'm planning my semi vacation, my relax, okay. relaxation. You're not gonna be able to do it. You, you're not gonna be able to resist. <laughs> you you don't know me, girl. Yeah. <laughs> I don't believe you. You gonna sneak back up and be like, I just want to do just a vegan sexy, not the cool. No, I'll leave now listen, I am, what I'm going to do is I am going to do social media. So okay. this is my time to really do social media, but I'm taking off my weekly podcast Okay. and I'm not going to be posting on my website because on the website, we needed to take it down anyway, because we've got a new look. So we've got a new theme. Okay. I've got my new logos and all kinds of stuff going on. So that gives, we've been trying to figure out a time to do it. We we to do it huh? <laughs> What? What'd you so say? You're doing planning sexy cool. <laughs> you're breaking it up. Planning sexy say? cool. I said you'll be planning sexy cool. Yes. Now you're I'll, be, I'll be I'll be doing some things, you know, behind the scenes, but I won't be doing, I won't have that schedule of posting and I won't okay. have the schedule of booking guests and doing all that kind of stuff for the podcast. All of that removes, you know, stuff from my plate. So it'll be a lot okay. less. I'll just be on okay. social media. Sounds good. It sounds good. It sounds good. Now, what are you going to be doing for you besides working (laughs) (laughs) around the clock? Working around the clock is actually uh, calming to me. So I'm going to be doing what to read, which um, you guys are going to be able to check out very soon, uh, which will be on our new YouTube channel, which is called the One Mic Network. So we're going to be launching that. We're launching a cooking show uh, with my pal, Where's Wanjira. Um, So we're just launching and stuff i you know i love to be busy i'm gonna be writing i'm working on a new project that i'm about to start working on so i'm i'm literally the more i work the less stressed out i am honestly that's a lie are you so <laughs> that is a lie that's a lie <laughs> you stay stressed now i'm gonna call you on that family that's a lie what are you doing to self-care has your eating changed are you working out what you doing 
I've fallen behind on working out. I got to get back down in the base. It's right in the basement. So I need to get my behind back on the treadmill and go back to Machu Picchu and all the places I've been running in my little treadmill run. So I have to get back on that. Um, so I will get back on my exercise routine because I need to do it. The eating has been uh, the, uh, been okay. I've been pretty, you know, I've been doing pretty well, but I, you know, got to cut back a little bit on the food, a little bit on the drink, just cut back a little bit, try to get the weight to stay in, uh, in balance and uh, do more walking and, um, you know, try to sleep. <laughs> I love <laughs> the look on your face. <laughs> oh my God. All got right. It. Well, you guys be sure to tune in to AM Joy this weekend, where Joy is going to be just talking about it's just so much i don't know how you keep up with all this stuff some days i have to just i love to be able to just turn off the news yes that i have been doing i will tell you the one thing i have been doing for me for my mental health is i turn i don't really watch the news during the day anymore i i yeah. don't watch it i definitely don't watch trump's uh little playtime hour i don't watch that i don't watch new I, I wait till prime if i want to check out what's on the news or i just keep twitter handy and i check it every so often to make sure it's like you know checking the baby monitor but i sure as heck don't watch it all day and all night like i used to I, i've tuned it out a lot you have to tune it out because it you will do. hurt you it, it's bad for your mental health yeah i agree i yeah. agree 100 percent. well i would just say everybody can visit me on my social media because my vegan, sexy, cool, and all that stuff is on hiatus. But join, I have a new Facebook group. Oh, okay. The Vegan Sexy Cool Squad. It's a private group for people who are new to the vegan journey or are curious about it, a guide for how to get through it. So it's just- Okay, see, I told you I'm going to stop doing stuff. I knew that. <laughs> no, you can join it. There won't be any activity there, but you can join it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there won't be any activity. Okay, There'll be activity on the second week in July. Okay, cousin Jackie, whatever you say. <laughs> I believe you. I believe. I believe. Right. Well, uh, and I think that'll do it for today. And of course, you can still follow us, right? On yes. Read This, Read That. You can check out the last T for savings on, on Twitter. Twitter. But you can also follow us on Instagram. And every so often, there might be some things there. You never know what will be. We're going to work on that on our hiatus if we take a hiatus. There you go. There you <laughs> Maybe go. we'll do some IG Live. There you go. You can follow each of us individually on our Instagrams. I guess, Jackie, are you doing your TV show? Is your TV show also on hiatus? Oh, I wish. No, I'm still, the, ah. as I said, it's kind of like a, it's a partial. It's semi. It's a semi. I'm only stopping my pod, my Vegan Sexy Cool podcast and okay. my VeganSexyCool.com. Got it. So you're Those still are the things that I'm stopping. We'll still have New York Live. We'll still have New York Live also in the Boston area. So we're still going to watch that. Um, and so we'll still follow you at Jackie Reed. Um, so please follow me at Joanne Reed and I think we're going to be great I think we're going to make it through Armageddon we are we are so we'll, we'll see if we're back next week or if we go on hiatus we don't know <laughs> mystery it's a mystery a tease there's a great tease <laughs> bye bye <laughs>